Hello, this is Emily Gower, your host for your Extraordinary Life podcast, where my heartfelt mission is to inspire you to find your purpose, create the career and the life that you dream of, and truly manifest the extraordinary future that you deserve. Let's dive in and let's start the next episode where I'm going to be helping you to fulfill your soul's calling on earth and mastering the life that you desire. Hello and welcome to our next episode together. Of course, this is Emily and in this episode, we're going to dive into a topic that I particularly love that is very close to my heart and it is the topic of training your mind. Now, why this topic matters so much is that your mind is by far one of the most powerful tools in your life and depending on how you train your mind, this is going to determine what kind of life that you live for yourself. And so we're going to dive into this and we're going to not only talk about what happens if you don't train your mind, but I'm going to give you some ideas on how you can actually do that. Like what does it mean to train your mind? And so where I'm going to start this is by telling you a story about where this topic actually came from. So why do I choose this topic to share with you here in the podcast? And what happened is a couple of weeks before recording, I was out on a Friday afternoon evening with my partner and we were driving around and sometimes we like to look at like nice houses. We get ideas for like architecture. We like to look at property basically. And as we were driving around a neighborhood that we particularly like, I noticed out the window that we had driven past um, an expensive college and I think it was John Paul College. And I said to Michael, oh, that's really interesting. There used to be a John Paul College near where I grew up in Coffs Harbour. I said to him, I wonder if they're like franchised, for want of a better word, that's not really the right word. But he understood what I meant. I said, or I wonder if they're just individually owned. And as we were just having this menial kind of conversation, it didn't really have a lot of depth to it. Suddenly into my mind pops this memory from when I was about 13 or 14 years old. And my girlfriend at the time, her name was Hannah. Her parents were about to move her to basically a private school. It was more expensive and I really wanted to go. In fact, I believe it may have actually been John Paul College that she was about to go to. Anyway, I had begged my parents. I was saying to them I really wanted to go. And my parents turned around and they said, no, you can't go. It's too expensive. You don't want to hang out with that type of person anyway. And so what I realized as this seemingly random memory from my, from my teenagers has popped into my mind, I realized that in that earlier memory, in that moment, I then made a decision, well, oh, I can't have what I want because my parents won't let me get go to the school that I want. And it's actually money that's preventing me from going to that school. Now, as an adult, obviously, I can see why my parents made that decision and I completely understand that. But naturally, as a teenager, it didn't come across that way for me. So here I am in the car with Michael on a Friday night in, you know, this year, this time, this moment, suddenly having this seemingly random memory pop in from my teenage years. And then I laughed to myself because I realized that I have actually trained my mind to, for want of a better word, dredge up things from my past that are connected to perhaps what you might call limiting beliefs or emotional issues that need to be resolved in order for me to live my best life. And so I laughed at myself and I said to Michael, the most random, seemingly random uh, memory just popped into my mind and I told him about it. And then we got into a deep conversation about how to train your mind. Why does that matter so much? And the epiphany was that I have literally trained my mind to do this. 
And in this context, it's because I've done so much of a particular type of therapy with one of my coaches where we trace back to early childhood memories or memories as far back as in the womb, like moments right from early in my journey, because I've done easily more than a hundred of that type of uh, coaching session and being the recipient of that, I've trained my mind now, I've myelinated that part of my brain to now look for those memories. And in a way, like you're training a dog to fetch a ball, I trained my mind to fetch those memories for me, not so that I can dwell on the past, but so that I can see those events of the past in a new light and then transform my perception of those so that I can move forward, right? So I'm a firm believer that when you process out the events of your past, truly process them, to the point where you have a clear mind and an open heart and you feel grateful, that is the ultimate springboard for your future. So this is the context about how this topic came about because Michael and I were then talking about why you train your mind and what do what have we actually trained our mind to do? And the truth is that the majority of the human population has not trained their mind. So they almost have what I call like a default mindset. I wouldn't necessarily say it's quote unquote a bad mindset, But it's very different to people who have consciously trained and worked on their mind and have trained their own brain, their own consciousness in a particular direction. So when you don't train your mind, what happens is it gets filled up with whatever. It's sort of not random, but it's a little bit reactionary. So this thing happens that, you know, a certain event happens and then it triggers something from the past and suddenly you're like irrationally emotional you feel maybe a little bit less inspired, you just take on whatever someone else says, you're a little bit more not gullible, but open, you're a bit more sensitive to the world around you. And all of this is because you're not training your mind, you know, so you let it fill up with drama, as opposed to filling it up with your dharma in life, things that are highly meaningful. And I see this with a lot of people is that they say, well, I'm really anxious, or I have, you know, content on my mind is basically not enjoyable, like I have lots of fears or lots of old stuff and I seem to be consumed by my emotion. To me, these are all ripple effects and symptoms of somebody not training their mind. Now, I want to give you an example just from my own life. These are some things that I have trained my mind to do. And when I say that we've trained it, I mean that these these things now happen organically, automatically, without me having to put any effort into it. So I don't have to think about these now. I don't have to try to do these. They just happen naturally. This is what happens when you train and train and train and you myelinate those neural pathways in your brain. It gets to a point where it's now unconscious. It becomes second nature. This is what we're looking to do. We're looking to do this consciously. So you're choosing what your mind is actually doing. It's like the equivalent of putting the tape in your mind that you want to have play instead of just putting anything in there and watching commercials all day long. It's about having influence over what kind of mind you actually have. And it is one of your greatest assets because however your mind operates and works, your your life, your everything in your life is going to be a mirror or a reflection of that. And that is profound if you sit and think about it. Everything in your life your bank balances, your relationships, where you live, the clothes that you wear, your habits, your daily rhythms, how you organize your projects, whatever you're doing in your business, everything is a reflection of your mind. So this is a big topic and crucially important. So here's a couple of things that I have trained my mind to do that it does organically and naturally. 
And like I said, it's like training a dog to fetch a ball. It's really quite extraordinary when you realize what a power you have, you know, sitting between your ears. (laughs) So the first thing is I have certainly trained my mind to write and produce inspirational content. So I started writing inspirational content when I was in my teenage years. And I used to write like inspirational affirmations and I was reading a lot of self-development books And I I wrote inspirational content, particularly when I was 17, just going on 18 years old, in an attempt to uplift myself. And it was very, I was very conscious about it. This is something that I found these beautiful words, you know, they were so beneficial for me in my life that I wanted to keep doing this. So I wrote and then I wrote some more. And I've been writing, you know, every, almost every day for, you know, 25 years nearly. You know, I've been writing for such a long time. But I used to have to kind of trigger it a little bit more. So I would need to set up the right working environment or, you know, have a personal breakthrough beforehand or get into a deep conversation. Took a little bit more effort at the start for the writings to kind of happen naturally. Whereas now, after years and years and years of practice, I can walk down the street, go for a walk first thing in the morning and bam, this beautiful piece of writing will start flowing through my mind effortlessly or seemingly effortlessly. Now, some people might say, well, you have a gift with writing. There is also a little bit of truth to that, but there's no question about it. I have developed uh, my skill, but also my mind in such a way that not only am I looking to write inspirational content, but I've trained my mind to do that. So that the part of my brain that lights up, that fires and, you know, the neurons that fire and wire together around writing, they're so strong now that writing inspirational content is really not difficult for me at all. It can switch it on in a heartbeat a lot of the time and it just happens organically and it's beautiful. So writing inspirational content is definitely one thing that I've trained my mind to do. Like I said, I used to need to, it was like a, a bit of a process, you know, to get into flow with writing, whereas now it's fairly easy to do that. So it happens even without me really efforting, which is a beautiful thing to, to be able to say that. Now, the second thing that I've definitely trained my mind to do is to have ideas around things like business, basically. So ideas for topics that I want to deliver inside of my membership program, things that I want to share with the authors that I'm coaching, things that I want to share with my clients. I get lots of ideas. Go, oh, let's cover that topic. Or I get an idea for a little content model that I can use as a teaching tool. Or I think, oh, I'm going to do that for my next podcast. This type of thing in terms of ideas pop into my mind all the time. In fact, over a weekend, it's not unlike me to have five, six, seven, eight of those ideas, sometimes in a day, Uh, depending on, depends on a little bit on how tired I am. Some weekends I'm, I'll actually consciously really switch my mind off. But even then I sort of can't stop my brain from doing what it automatically and naturally does and have these ideas for my business, for something relating to one of my programs or for something that I'd like to do in the future. So I have these ideas happening organically, but again, this is years and years of training, focusing on it, And now it just happens sort of on its own. Now, the other one that I think is particularly profound, and this is my third example of having something that naturally occurs in your mind, is that very much like the story I shared at the start, I trained my mind to have personal insights and emotional breakthroughs about myself and my life and my world and what's going on. So this is that example where suddenly all I'm doing is driving down the street with my partner and bam, this memory pops in from when I was much younger 
And I laugh. I mean, I know what to do with that now. So I'm not shocked when an unconscious memory suddenly bubbles up. I'm not shocked by that. In fact, I quite enjoy that process because now I have an opportunity to dig up even more treasure about my life, right? So I've trained my mind to bring me these breakthrough moments, to bring me things that I need to work on. My intuition is saying, hey, you know, it's constantly pointing to things saying, hey, if you did uh, a full process on this or use the Martini method or take this into an NEI session, you know, with Marcia, for example, this is going to make a big difference for you. Or, hey, this is what you should work on with your coach next. And I've trained my mind to do this. And this is one of, this is like truly a black belt level thing for me. I really enjoy this. Truly one of the most valuable things in my life is that I am constantly having self-awareness insights continuously, like pretty much every day. I think about it naturally. I think about it organically. Yes, I have a high value on it. And because of that, my life is full of those deep, rich insights about, you know, how something that happened when I'm five, when I was five changes me at 35 or the next thing that I most need to break through or unconscious sort of emotions or agendas or beliefs that are sitting underneath the surface that I may be uh, sabotaging some area of my life. And so this is an incredibly valuable skill a valuable part of my mind that has been trained. And it's incredible. It's quite extraordinary when you notice that your mind is automatically doing things for you. It it actually does feel like it's doing it for you that adds value to your life. So I want you to imagine this for you in this moment. What if your mind was continuously bringing you to heart open moments of revelation? What if you had inspirational writings and ideas popping into your mind freely? What if the solutions to your problems came more easily? What if you allowed your intuition, you know, strengthen your intuition so that you could feel who needed you, when they needed you and what to do next? These are all things we can train our mind to do. We train our mind to be resilient. I mean, I believe the human spirit is quite indestructible in a lot of ways. We have enormous resilience within us, but we do need to train it, flex it like a muscle to make it stronger and stronger and stronger, myelinate that part of our brain, neurons that fire together, wire together, and really train ourselves to become resilient. So you start to think about this for yourself. Think, okay, uh, what have I currently trained my mind to do? Have I been allowing my mind to just be filled with random things? Am I browsing social media way too much? Am I taking on the opinions of people who haven't been where I want to go? What is it? What does my mind naturally do now? Like if your mind naturally looks for problems, It naturally looks for reasons that you cannot have what you want. It naturally beats you up. (laughs) I'm laughing because I can relate. (laughs) This is something I could train my mind to do a little bit better. We could train this differently. But, you know, is your mind, is 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 this what is happening inside your mind? Are you beating yourself up kind of by default? Do you pick yourself apart? What is your mind already running as a pattern? You know, what are those habits that are occurring inside your brain? And then you want to ask yourself, does it work? Do these existing habits that you've you've unconsciously or consciously trained your mind to do, do they work for you? Do you like them? Do they serve you? Like, Are they bringing you the life that you want for yourself or are they actually taking away that fulfillment that you so yearn for and desire on the inside? And there may be things that your mind is already doing that you do like, like maybe very similar to me, you get lots of great ideas and they flow. So great. This is something that we want to honor. We want to acknowledge this. We want to even strengthen this. 
If that is the case, then that's perfect. We want to celebrate those. But there's probably at least one or two patterns maybe or things that your mind is doing that you know is undermining the life that you want for yourself. And this is where that space for transformation is. This is where the need for something different is. Let's install a different habit and pattern. And so the next question you're going to want to ask yourself is, what are the top three things you would love your mind to be a badass at? What do you want your mind to do organically, naturally on a day-to-day basis without any conscious effort from you that you know would change your life? For example, very similar to me, maybe you do want your mind to bring personal insight and breakthrough to you on a regular basis. Maybe you do want to find solutions to problems in, you know, at the speed of light. What do you want your mind to do for you? How do you want it to serve you? Because your mind, your brain, highly trainable. This is a beautiful thing. Sometimes we think that they're not, but it's because we keep focusing on the thing that we don't want, right? You want to open yourself up to that possibility and the power of your mind. It is so extraordinary. They say that we only use a very small percentage of our mind, and I happen to believe that that's true. So this is how we start to tap into the real potential and get your mind working for you because I know sometimes you probably think your mind is working against you, but it's all about that training. So what are those top three things that you would love to train your mind to do? And then the last piece around this, around training your mind, is how do you actually train it? So what do we do on a daily basis? Like, how how do we do this? How do I get my mind, you know, to have these amazing personal development breakthroughs regularly? How do I get my mind to write gorgeous content without me thinking too much? How do I get these amazing business ideas to pop into my mind? And there is really only one simple answer to this, and that is that you must practice whatever you want your mind to do on an automatic, instantaneous, unconscious basis, you must train it to do consciously. So you train it consciously first, and then it becomes what they call unconscious competence. It becomes a part of you. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So when I did personal development, I dove headlong into this between the age of sort of 17, uh, all the way through probably, well, I was gonna say still today, but I was very concentrated on it for about a four to five year period. And I mean, I was dedicated to it. I applied the Martini method. I became master certified in NLP. I was doing coaching sessions. I was on the receiving end of coaching sessions. I was applying it in my life on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I had a really big bandwidth for it. And because of that, within those three to four years, my mind automatically naturally started to do it. And part of it is because of the reticular activating system or the RAS that's in your mind says, whatever you're going to focus on, you're actually going to end up seeing more of it because now your mind is looking for it. So this is a big part of it, but also it is just myelinating those brain, like the, the brain pathway. So the neural pathways inside your mind. So that is how you train it is you do this thing over and over again. You become a better writer by writing. You become a better speaker and better trainer by speaking and training. You become a better athlete by training and performing. This is how we train our mind to do what we would love it to do is by devoting ourselves to those practices, maybe not necessarily every day, depending on what it is, but on a regular basis. We need to first make this part of your conscious life before it can become part of your unconscious life and keep on benefiting you. So be very clear about this. Don't just allow your mind to be filled with crap, for want of a better phrase. Don't allow it to be filled with junk. I'm reminded here of a beautiful quote from Mahatma Gandhi, who said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. 
And I may have shared that quote before, but it is very relevant at this particular moment. And in this context, because oftentimes we do, we let not only other people, but we let ourselves traipse through our mind with mud on the feet. It's like we're just adding junk in there and we're indulging in things that really don't make us feel good instead of allowing our higher self, our higher being to give us governance and rationality and wisdom and inspiration that can actually help us to create the life that we most want for ourselves. So yes, it will take dedication and practice. But if you stick the list of those three skills, the things that you want your mind to do naturally, stick them on the door of your office, stick them on the wall somewhere so you can see them and then make an effort to keep training it. You know, focus yourself on that, focus your energy on that because it will reap rewards. And here's me on, you know, the other side of 16 plus years of how um, now having trained my mind to do certain things. I mean, I didn't know I was training it at the time, but when I uh, experience it now and I look back, I'm actually humbled at how extraordinary that is that I have a mind that even when I'm challenged automatically looks for the blessing. I automatically start looking for the opportunity. If I have a down day, I'm automatically uh, not psychoanalyzing, but just assessing and reflecting on why that is and what do I need. This is by default. This is my default way of being. I want to pick myself up. I don't wallow in things for particularly like a long period of time. If I'm cranky, I'm going to pull myself out of that uh, pretty quickly. And you train yourself, you know, train yourself to believe in yourself. You train yourself, you train your skills to switch on whenever there's uh, a camera in front of you to do some presenting, to switch on whenever you need to get on stage, to get into that zone. This is what we're looking for. So carve out, define, design what you want that zone to be. What kind of genius do you want your mind to help you with? And then be dedicated and devoted to training that. It will be by far one of the most rewarding things that you do because the one thing that no one ever takes away from you is your mind. You can never lose that. It's going to be your best accomplice. <laughs> that sounds like you're going to commit a crime. Probably the wrong word for that. It's going to be your best ally. <laughs> That's a much better word. It's going to be your ally through everything that you do from this point forward, through the ups and downs of your journey, through the twists, the turns, the obstacles, the change in direction, whatever that is going to be. Your mind is going to be right by your side and hopefully backing you towards the life that you want. So train your mind, enjoy the process and then reap the rewards of having a brain and a mind that operate and pull you constantly towards the life that you most deserve. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of your Extraordinary Life podcast. I can't wait to share even more with you in our next episode, so stay tuned. For now, I wanted to just share that if you would love even more guidance and support to create the life of your dreams, then you're welcome to subscribe for Extraordinary Life magazine. This is a very special publication that my team and I have produced, and our mission is to help you to fulfill your purpose here on the planet. If you want to subscribe for this magazine, which has amazing things like inspirational quotes, journal prompts, a soul food recipe, and so much more, then log on to www.extraordinarylifemagazine.com and become part of our subscriber list, but also our global community. As always, be sure to follow me on social media in between our podcast episodes for daily inspiration to pursue your purpose and create the life that you dream of. You can find me at Emily Gower. So again, that's G-O-W-O-R on any platform like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and so on. 
I look forward to seeing you very, very soon. Thank you again so much for listening to your Extraordinary Life podcast. And remember, you truly do deserve to live an amazing life, sharing your gift, fulfilling your purpose, and making your difference here on planet Earth. See you soon.